Hello there, and welcome to Tech Career Ladder. Tech Career Ladder is brought to you by Insider Pro. IDG's new premium content digital publication features in-depth technology journalism, hands-on guides, career advice, and much more. Listeners to this podcast can use the promo code PRO30 for a 30% discount off an Insider Pro subscription. So this is the very first episode in this Insider Pro podcast series, which every month will bring you practical ideas and actionable advice on advancing your technology career. I'm Mary Fran Johnson, your host for this show, and also host of our CIO Leadership Live video series. As a longtime tech journalist and a former editor and chief of CIO Magazine, I know that finding and keeping the best technology talent is always in the top three concerns of IT senior managers and leaders. But chief information officers are already at the top of the tech career ladder, so this podcast series will be more about the career needs and perspectives of the rest of the IT organization. Some of you, for example, want to sit in the CIO's chair someday, so you're very keen on learning about leadership and business strategy. Some of you are looking to the startup world, and you may be more interested in working on the leading and bleeding edge of technology innovation, or cybersecurity, or enterprise architecture, or cloud management. And some of you are still exploring all the different pathways that a tech career can take you today. But wherever you are on that tech career ladder, we're here to explore those possibilities with you. Now, I'd like to introduce my very first guest, Sandy Silk. She is the Director of Information Security, Education, and Consulting at Harvard University. Sandy is a technology, risk management, and communications professional who excels at making cybersecurity a more approachable concept. She has worked in the past at Fidelity Investments, Bose Corporation, Wellington Management, and of course currently at Harvard. In addition to more than 20 years of information security experience, she has formal training in instructional design, facilitation, and adult learning. That unusual combination of hard and soft skills enables Sandy to create workshops and programs that bring content to life in an especially engaging way. She's a member of the Board of Advisors of the Master's Program in Information Security Leadership at Brandeis University. She's also involved in various women in technology organizations and is a very strong supporter of any opportunities that improve diversity, inclusion, and belonging within the IS and IT professions. A big part of our conversation today will be about the four-part framework that Sandy has developed to help tech people upgrade their own leadership capabilities. In fact, she's branded this framework as becoming an EPIC leader, and that E-P-I-C is an acronym. The E is for expertise, the P for presence, the I for influence, and the C for connections. Sandy, it's great to have you here today. It is great to be here, Mary Fran. I feel so honored to be here. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting to be invited here when I hear you introduce me and I think, and I never thought I would get into IT. Yes. It was never an area that was going to be my career. I know. That was the thing when you and I first met at a Boston SIM meeting, Society of Information Management, just last month, the beginning of December. Right. Uh, I was interviewing you for that panel that we were having discussion on. And imagine my surprise when I find out that, like me, you were a language major in college. I was a French major. 
And you, I'm a German major. You're a German major. <laughs> and, well, we'll we have such winding career paths to where we actually end up, don't we? We do. And I, I think it's it's wonderful you have this program that you can help people explore that it's not really a straight line. Yes, yes. And I think that's especially true with technology jobs today because they are, they are evolving so quickly. They are widening. I mean, the, the path to it, the fact that worrying about your communications ability and your connections and your presence, these are things that technologists 10 years ago never had to think about. Not in the way they do today. Right, right. When we were talking previously that what is lacking in the training space around cybersecurity is that making it accessible, making it something that business managers and and non-technical executives can actually feel less, mm, I don't know, less whipped up about and nervous. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, there is a lot to do with the technology, mm-hmm. you know, absolutely. Um, but the technology doesn't run on its own in a vacuum. Right? Mm-hmm. We've got to support people and processes, and we need people and processes to support and use the technology. So, right. you know, missing those two big areas is, you know, is not taking advantage of the full adoption and rollout mm-hmm. and embracing that you could have to have a really good running ecosystem. Right. Okay. Well, and this is at doing these kind of workshops and through the consulting work you've done with resilience and cyber risk, this is how you arrived at the epic leader idea? It it is. Um, And, you know, also some personal experience for, you know, where did, where did I feel I was lacking in, in confidence, mm-hmm. uh, in in which specific areas, and where was I told by others that you know I seem to have a skill or a competency that others in in information security mm-hmm. or technology didn't have? Uh, so, r- really looking at what's the fully rounded uh, employee, yeah. you know, what would be a, a great full set of competencies to mm-hmm. bring to this profession, especially if you want to move up the leadership chain. Yes. Well, and, uh, you know, not everybody who's going to be listening to this wants to be the chief security officer one day or even no. wants, you know, a top senior management. In fact, some people may be actively avoiding that. <laughs> they right. may want to be individual contributors, but everybody likes to feel appreciated and people like to get ahead and get raises and get better jobs and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and everybody, I hope, would like to enjoy work. Too. Well, yes. And, you know, and that kind of enjoyment, what are your personal values and what are mm-hmm. your personal strengths goes into, you know, that analysis of Epic to see, you know, when you're playing to a strength or a passion or a value, yeah. you know, you you get some joy out of it, but you also get more confidence from it because it's right. hitting your core. Yeah. You know, it's not, ugh you know, this thing, and I don't really buy into it. Right, exactly. I'm not just, I'm not just like trudging along doing what I've been told to do, and I don't really approve, but I feel like I can't speak up. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, so the, and the EPIC, the EPIC leader, um, but the a, the E doesn't stand for you have to be extroverted. And no. <laughs> it doesn't stand for you have to be out there educating people. It does stand for expertise, which, of course, people in IT and security usually have an abundance. But from what you've told me, uh, people, IT people especially tend to double down on the tech expertise. And if anything, they need to back off of that a little bit. Explain that. Well, exactly. And that's why I wanted to come up with a, an acronym of four letters mm-hmm. that 
you know, the expertise really only needs to be about a quarter of what you bring to the table mm -hmm. as a fully rounded employee. Yeah. Um, and the expertise is, it's an evasive goal anyway. And IT, you know, when you've chosen IT as your profession, you've chosen ongoing learning as your discipline because it changes all the time. The minute you master yes. something, you know, it's going obsolete. The next big thing's coming in, the next technology. Mm -hmm. So you have to learn again. Uh, and this is where people tend to double down, like, oh, okay, I'll I'll just learn this new thing then, and and I'll add another acronym to my resume. Yeah, mm. yeah, and and not looking at okay, but can I interact with people? Am I influencing decisions and strategy? Can do I have a network of people that can help me mm -hmm. when I'm feeling a little inadequate for whatever yeah. reason, or who could contribute to a bigger success, like? You know, on my team, when we look for each other's strengths and experiences in different areas. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, but I can see, I'm trying to imagine your audience at one of your workshops and you're talking about this and, you know, become an epic leader in the E is for expertise. And everybody probably sits up and thinks, oh, yes, I've got plenty of expertise. And then you tell them, but you need to back off that a little. Do you yes. get a lot of frowning when you say that? Um, well, not so much from the people who are, are attending these okay. um, because... That's probably where a lot of the imposter syndrome mm. comes from is that I don't feel I've mastered everything, uh, which is never going to be something that you can do because there's exactly. just too broad of, you know, there's so many technologies and so much evolving. So it's it's a losing battle to try to be a master of everything Yes, in the okay. expertise. And even if you did master everything, um, that's only a better reason to keep you in your current job because Ooh, you've just point. become mm -hmm. indispensable in that job, but right. not ready to move to anything else. Yes. Yes. So well, if you want to move mm -hmm. on, you're going to need to be able to influence decisions, advocate for yourself, yeah. know how to promote what you do well, mm -hmm. uh, okay. what you value. Well, I feel like that brings us to the P in Epic, which uh, you say it, it's P for presence, but it could just as easily be for promoting. It, it could be it? promoting. It yeah. could be presence. A lot of people find that um, skill by identifying purpose. Uh, you know, oh, when, when okay. you think of executive presence, right, it's, it's so you have this confidence as you're standing, yeah. um, promoting something or, yeah. or pitching. We can come up with all kinds of P's, pitching yes. some ideas, <laughs> some goals, yeah. some value. Um, but it's really finding what is my purpose here? What's the value that I feel? You know, when someone's in, experienced that mm -hmm. kind of confidence, it's generally, I really believe in this. Mm. It's important to me. It's a core value of mine. And they're probably not so stuck on every task that has to happen just on what the yeah. vision is. So trying to think about what was one of those experiences, what about it mm -hmm. made you come out of your shell okay. and feel this way? And how can you translate that to work? You know, right. what what are the values? You know, what are the how do you add value to projects? So ah. really getting into that. OK, here's my sense of why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And. I believe in this so I can get behind this. And if people, of course, correct along the way, you know, I don't take it so personally because we're all still shooting for the same goal. Yeah. So we can course correct to get there. Mm -hmm. But I will have that confidence standing up there because I'm representing 
something I believe in. Right. Well, and that the the E part of Epic, the expertise that you bring, uh, in a perfect world, that would actually fuel your sense of presence because you do know what you're talking about. Right. How come it doesn't work that way? <laughs> you know, and and I'm not sure it doesn't. Okay. Um, but if we're particularly looking at um, when you're an only. Mm-hmm. You may perceive, whether true or not, that there's extra scrutiny on you. Oh, okay. So any mistake you make is going to maybe be amplified. You have to be so much better than everybody else right. around the table. That there, mm. You may feel that there won't be forgiveness, that people uh. won't see you as an individual human, yeah. but as representative of that whole group, and you can't let that whole group down. That sounds so much like a, a kind of a classic approach that leadership and personal and um, life coaches take, where they talk about um, identifying and then setting aside your limiting beliefs. Yes, oh, exactly. Really? Yeah, I, I think that that stuff would be. Do you, uh, well, let's move on from presence yeah. to the next one. And the I in Epic is for influence. Right. So it, and it's, it almost seems like they each, this is, this is a very nice four, uh, four letter framework because your expertise can help enhance your presence. And then your presence actually is what the influence becomes about. Uh, talk about that a little bit Absolutely. more. Absolutely. So the, the influence is, first of all, do you know how what you're asking for mm-hmm. is going to benefit the business or the goal? And this can even get to, you know, I think I should be receiving more money mm-hmm. for what I do. Or I'm going to ask for time away. Maybe I want to cut down my hours to 80% instead of 100%. It's like, okay, well, certainly you have a personal gain from that. But what's the gain for the organization Mm -hmm. from that? Because that's really what is of concern to them. Yeah. Um, So figuring out how is this good for the organization? How does it promote Whatever mm-hmm. the goal is that you're trying to achieve, whether I'll be more engaged, I will be mm-hmm. fresher, I will be doing things in that 20% off that let me be more present the days that I am here, uh, yeah. or I'm you know, taking the time to, to take a course that's going to expose right. me to new things. You know, certainly you have a personal interest, but if it's especially going to help the organization, mm-hmm. and you should expect a yes, go in if... You know, if okay. you have made a good case, if you're able to look at how is this, uh, what I want, what they get from it, you know, that knowing there's an overlap there, mm-hmm. right? and I'm not going to get into uh, uh, best alternative to a formal, mm. you know, agreement and ZOPA and all the the negotiation kind of stuff, but okay. you know, just realizing there's an overlap there, and you just have to identify where the overlap is. Mm-hmm. And then everybody wins. So and you should go in with confidence, expecting that if if there is a benefit to all, why would someone yeah. say no to it? Give us a real world example from things uh, that your team has done at Harvard, someplace where you've seen influence in action. Oh, my gosh. Unfair, totally out of, out of nowhere question on that. But I'm just, I always like to be able to visualize, well, what would right. that look like? And so for, I, I, you can imagine presence growing out of your expertise and you're confident about what you're doing. And when you're influencing someone, as, as you put it, you're trying to get them to take some action. Right. I mean, so we could say this on, you know, on a, on a small scale, whenever we're 
trying to get people to exhibit a certain behavior, take an action mm-hmm. that's going to be one of these small actions, big difference things. Yeah. Um, it's not saying what you need to do, but why it's of benefit to you, to the community. Mm-hmm. So here, uh, here's an example. Uh, classic, you know, you see a suspicious email message, you believe it's a phishing message. Yes. Right. And you probably delete it. Great. You didn't click on a link, open an attachment or such. Mm-hmm. But the 50 other people who are receiving that same message, maybe one of them doesn't realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so trying to get the the concept of a neighborhood watch out oh, there. Okay. So appealing to those who know how to identify it to say, you know, mm-hmm. you could, because you were smart enough to identify this, Yeah, you could help so many other people. And you just have to take, if you take this one action to send it here, yeah. um, the security team can then investigate and respond and and you are protecting so many others. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. see something, say something, yeah, neighborhood yeah. watch, but it makes them feel really important and valued in the chain, and they are. Well, and, and I know I experienced that myself with just our security people here at IDG when I would get something that I thought was a phishing note, and but I'm not nearly the expert, so I'd forward to them, and, and then they would send me back a nice note, and sometimes they, the note would go around, and you know you could see them warning everybody else, and you do. You get that little fizz of, of pride. Right, <laughs> you know, sure. I did that. Yeah, and, and on mm-hmm. larger scales, you know, speaking with researchers who are going to take in really sensitive data sets. Yes. Um, you know, and, and we are aware of more regulations and more, uh, you know, which platform is more appropriate for the kind of data. Mm-hmm. Just walking through with them, you know, it would be best if you could put it here. I know originally you wanted to work on it on this platform, yeah. but, you know, we want to make sure that none of the data gets corrupted or yeah. gets... Um, seen by people who shouldn't see it. We want to make sure your name goes on the report yeah. that gets published. Yeah. So, you know, we recommend you put it over here. But well, letting them know what's what's of advantage to them yeah. in that. And that uh, almost sounds like you're providing the context where they realize that this is not just checking boxes. Right. You know. Right. And you said before, it's not compliance. It's really right. what's what defines success for you being the mm-hmm. first one out there with this published research. Yes. You know, and yes. that's going to help the world somehow. And we want to make sure that happens. And you know that your data isn't corrupted. Your data is not going to go and do harm anywhere right. else. So, yeah, I would think that when you explain it that way, there's a lot of motivation to go along with it. Right. All right. Let's talk about the fourth letter in your framework, C, uh, for, and it could almost be change management because I feel oh. like IT people have to really get better and better at managing change because they are dealing with it more constantly than anybody. But it, I also like the word connections. Your it, C is connections. It, it's it's connections, yeah. and it can be so broad, right? This can apply to, uh, which mm-hmm. really means, you know, first of all, get to know people. Um, I, I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many conferences I've been to where the salespeople there, I, I think it's their goal to get rid of all their business, business cards. cards. Yeah. You know, they don't really make a connection. They just, you know, here you go. Here's a business yeah. card, business card. Yeah, I win. I gave out 500. Like, <laughs> I don't know who you are. Um, to, but to really get to know 
you know, people a little better. Like, mm-hmm. what are their skills? What are they like? Just, yes. you know, anything about their family, whatever, you know, not get creepy, mm-hmm. but, you know, get to know them. <laughs> um, but then when you need to do something, you know, do you have to do everything alone? You know, and this gets mm-hmm. back to also that being the only where you feel there's so much more scrutiny and mm-hmm. I've got to be better. I've got to prove myself. Doesn't mean you have to do everything all on your own either. Right. Who can help you? Who would make it better if you asked them for their opinions, their input? Mm-hmm. Um, and as a manager, you know, who might this help if I can give them something to do that gives them visibility? Well, and I'm thinking, too, if there's any generation in the workplace right now that could teach everybody more about that, it would be the millennials. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the social connections and the, and the uh, ability to work in groups and to be messaging each other. Um, on your team, your five that you work with at mm. Harvard, um, any any mills on there? Um, not on my team, and mm-hmm. that might be more a function of um, the experience you Level would have that to have. You need. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that said, we also do a lot of outreach to mm-hmm. up and coming people who maybe are relatively new into IT who think they oh. might want to go into security. Okay. Um, we do. We have some apprentice kind of programs. We do. Uh, we do girls in STEM. Girls mm-hmm. STEM Summit with um, Mass Junior Tech. Mm-hmm. Every this will be our third year this year. Yeah. Um, so I I do encourage volunteer. You know, whenever um, anyone on my team says, oh, yeah. I want to go talk at this high school that's having career day, you yeah. know, as long as we can, it's oh. not a crunch time for some reason. Like, oh. Absolutely. Always be recruiting. Another great point you made is that when you talk about connections and connecting with people, you're not calling it networking. No. And and that's purposeful at why. Well, A, when you're in IT, calling it networking can be immediately confused with the technical networking. That's true. But it's, um, I I think when you you think networking, a lot of people automatically have a negative reaction to that word. That it's- It's a chore. Well, and it's purpose-driven and it's icky because now- (laughs) I, you know, I'm only I'm only giving you my card and talking with you because I'm looking for a job or I need something, yeah. right? That I have to ask you for something. Where yeah. really, so much of us, um, when you look at it the other way, you know, if if someone asks me for a reasonable amount of help, not mm-hmm. like, can you get me a job? You know, I've I've applied for a job at this place. Do you know anyone there? Could you mm-hmm. put in a word for me? I mean, any of us who really know someone yes. at that company and we do believe this person would be a good addition, of course you want to do that. So mm-hmm. any of us like to help other people. So it's really once you connect, you know, don't connect with someone if you don't if you wouldn't follow up with some small bit of help. Right. Um, right. And you should be able to reach out to those people for that small bit of help, knowing that if they asked you, you would do that happily mm-hmm. because it really brings joy. It does for me anyway. Maybe yeah. not everyone, but. Well, and that's that's the thing. It's just I, I recognize one of the, the people of my tribe here. We're both kind of extroverted. And for mm. extroverts, walking up to somebody at a conference and chatting them up is part of the enjoyment. But I'm always conscious when I'm in front of a room full of IT leaders. And I mean, they may be forcing themselves to do a certain amount of networking because they know it's expected in an executive role. And sometimes I wonder how many tech people avoid executive tracks because they feel like I don't have the right personality for that. Oh, my gosh. How many? Well, how many of us think I don't have the right personality or... 
why would anyone want to talk to me? What is interesting mm. about me? Because when you've lived your own life yeah. through your own eyes, perhaps you don't <laughs> realize it's not what everybody has experienced. As we are wrapping up here, let's go over the EPIC framework just Ooh. one last time. We've got expertise. Tech people have that covered. Yes. And let's just give a couple of really pithy, fabulously well thought out bits of advice about our different let letters. The expertise check. We've got that. Right. Yes. yes. We, we really do that just to say, you got it, let it yep. go. And the P is for presence. Presence, and... which might come from knowing what your purpose is, yeah. um, really knowing what you want to pitch. But it's the confidence mm -hmm. you get from believing in something and knowing what your strengths are. Good. And playing to mm -hmm. your strengths. So we've got uh, the expertise, we've got presence, then the influence. Which influence. Going to flow out of your purpose. Know why you want to do stuff and why it's of value. And, you know, just trust that when you've pitched it correctly, when you've framed it correctly, mm -hmm. it should be accepted and go in there with that confidence. That yeah. this, And also know where you can negotiate. You know, yes. you may not get all of it, but you'll get enough. To, okay. get, to get the uh, goal accomplished. Wonderful. And then connections. Connections. They're your safety net. They're your, um, they're your confidence builders. They're going to make whatever you do even better because mm -hmm. it's the sum of all the parts. Yes. Um, and you're going to help them which is That's going to right. make you feel better and you feel more confident as a result. Well, and doesn't everybody these days want to know a good security person? You know, oh, it's yeah. just my sister's phone got hacked. Not to No, not her phone, her Comcast account mm. got hacked. And it actually, it looked like it was actually Russians. And oh. and she, you know, she asked me, she was like, well, what, what do I do about this? And of course, I talk to technology people, but, you know, I talk to technology people. So I sent a note out to a couple of lovely, CSOs I know, you should have seen the detailed lists of helpful tips that I got. And then, and two or three of them followed up with me a week later. You know, <laughs> did your sister do what we told you to do? I, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah, people so, want to help each other. They do. You know, they like do. New Englanders during a blizzard. That's, you know, like <laughs> exactly. we all come together then. Yes, you exactly. know, when we can help, we'll do it. So, and that's, uh, of, overall, that's a great way to be climbing the tech career ladder, isn't it? Look around you. Yes. Yes. See, see who you can help up and mm -hmm. uh, see how you, who you can bring in to make your projects better. It's not yep. about you. It's about helping the organization. Yes. But realize what you add to the organization and then let look for those above you, around you who can help you up yeah. or across or whatever direction. Thank you very much, Sandy Silk, for being here with us today and sharing all of your uh, wonderful knowledge on this topic. I'm sure that our listeners are going to go out there and start working on becoming epic leaders themselves. Oh, I hope so. And if they want to reach out to you, what is the best way, if they haven't already linked in with you while they're listening to this, t tell us how we can uh, reach you if they want to. Well, absolutely. LinkedIn is going to be the best mm -hmm. way to reach me. And if, if you go to my profile and it's Sandy Silk, S-A-N-D-Y, mm -hmm. S-I-L-K, you'll also see a link to my uh, cyber risk and resilience, resilience. Mm -hmm. um, business there. So you can also just get to that website easily right from my profile. Yes. If there's something there that you want to explore with me, mm -hmm. you'll have all my contact information there. But LinkedIn, always the best way to contact me. Wonderful. Wonderful. I fully agree. I'm a huge fangirl for LinkedIn. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us here today. It's been a real pleasure. It has been so much fun. Thank you for having me You're here. You're so welcome. <laughs>
You've been listening to Tech Career Ladder, brought to you by Insider Pro, which features exclusive, in-depth technology journalism, how-to guides, and career advice. You can subscribe by going to idginsiderpro.com, where you'll get a 30% discount with the promo code PRO30. I'm Mary Fran Johnson, and I thank you for listening today. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.